Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Today I've got Jason Maggots. It's going to be an interesting one because Jason is a self-made videographer in our local area called George in the Western Cape of South Africa. And um, I just thought it'd be interesting to talk to him because he's built his business up from scratch and um, I think it'll be very inspiring to videographers, photographers and just creatives in general. So here we go, this is Jason Maggot. Yes, it's got a little speaker on the bottom. Yeah, okay, so you can sort of hear. Yeah. But those are always terrible speakers. I, I just use it just to test, like, did that, the mic actually come through? Yeah. Okay, so uh, thanks for agreeing to do this. Sure. Um, if you are listening to this and watching this, uh, sorry about the background noise. I do have a busy office here, and so we've used noise-canceling mics as best we can, but we've also got my kids in the background, so it's a real-life podcast situation uh, anyway jason thanks for thanks for being with me um cool uh let me just get our notes out yeah jason yeah. nuggets so the reason i thought you would be a great person to have i've tried this a couple of times before and i just we we kind of rambled on too much um i think the problem with getting like local guys in the same business and industries we end up just like rambling on about gear and it just like got too long it was too long for me to edit and i got bored so <laughs> so we're going to go from some talking points and uh, you can just share your thing May let's just like off uh, script why don't you just tell people who you are and what you do yeah um so i'm jason maggot i've been a local in george now for the last 12 years uh, I do videography full-time as a job now three years this year on a full-time basis, and that's what I do. Cool. Okay, so three years, yeah. All right, so um, let's start. What is your earliest memory of, like, being interested in, in like, photography and videography particularly? Mm. So funny enough, that actually started 12 years ago when we moved to George. For a year, we stayed in Wilderness, Okay. And that second year, we moved into a house just around the corner here in Aspling Street. Mm -hmm. And that's when my parents bought me my first little, I think it was a Fujifilm point-and-shoot camera. Okay. That I used a bit, used a bit. And after that, when I entered high school, uh, about two years later, they, I saw that they offered like a photography course yeah. in, from grade 10 onwards. And yeah, from there on, the passion of just taking photos picked up and my parents saw that and we went to the local Incredible Connection, bought my first little semi-DSLR Canon, okay. like a 1000D or a 1200D back okay, then. Okay, cool. And Cheapest, that's going back. Yeah, so it's been, it's been many years now. Oh. I, I, like I, the reason I've got you here is to try and inspire guys. Like I like stories where people kind of find their niche in life, you know, find mm. their purpose and that's uh, the one uh, previous podcast I've got is with uh, Boyd and Boyd's a teacher who just kind of like late in life he's he's 40 he'll be turning 41 yeah, yeah, this I year know Boyd. Yeah, you know Boyd yeah, okay know yeah story, just yeah. such a lovely guy and just kind of like figured out his life and um, so anyway I like stories like that and um, so I want to know how did you kind of realize uh, hang on this isn't just a hobby like something that I picked up at school and got a camera and kind of played around with when did you realize oh, there's actually money to be made and this is what I want to do. Hmm. Um, so it was about like a year or two later that I got the camera and my parents saw the photos that I was taking. 
My father and his father, so my grandfather from my dad's side, had always told me that I should try and make a living out of photography. They said that could be something cool. But back then, you know, there was just a, an idea, you know, it's only people that work for National Geographic, you know, yeah. that become full-time photographers or if you're in the fashion world. Yeah. But so for me, I always listened to them, but never thought, yeah, okay, but how will that be? Yeah. And then come a trick where all of my friends went to go study, all applied for university, Stellenbosch, Baka, all those places. I didn't go study anything. But at that time, the reality of maybe this can be something started to kick in, but you know, I never picked up on that. Yeah. And then it was only about two years after high school that I got into seeing Casey Neistat stuff for the first time okay. on the internet. Yeah, I was and a bit, bit late to that party. Yeah. Okay, yes. So I started to see his videos and I started to see that he's just an average person and he's doing what he loves. And that just, for some reason, just inspired me and sparked me. And I thought, well, maybe I like taking videos as well. Mm. And it was a, two months later, a friend of mine let me know that there was a post on Facebook for a local company looking for a videographer to learn of the wedding videography industry. And I thought, well... Well, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> and I contacted them, and from there on, it just picked up. Okay, cool. Yeah, I suppose also with Casey, I mean, you had a Canon camera. He was using, and he wasn't even using ex expensive Canon cameras at that stage. I think he was using a T3i, which is our, I think, 200D, mm. which is the one I got. So he was using just basic cameras um, and basic lenses. That vlogging lens is one of the cheapest Canon lenses you can buy that you use. So it was very, like, accessible, and I think it encouraged everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, he's one of my inspirations as well, so that's cool. Um, okay, so you t spoke about your first camera, but like we spoke about this um, before we started, I think let, let's just talk about the first serious camera you got um, and how like how that kind of changed things for you. Mm. So the first sort of serious entry-level DSLR that I got was from Canon. There was a local guy with the name of Hein that used to work at George Photo Center. And, and he, he works for Fuji in Cape Town now. Yeah, so he ran a little photography workshop at the George yeah, Lodge every Thursday or every second okay. or third Thursday. And then Very nice guy. I thought, okay, well, that's kind of nice. Let me go and have a look. And went to the class and it was interesting and I learned a lot. And then yeah, from there on, the whole part of switching to manual, taking off of the auto and just playing around okay so for you it was really just getting a dslr like yeah just the yeah. fact that it was you know manual and all that kind of stuff cool and um how was the video on that camera which one were you using then the, like the 1200d or probably like a 1200d yeah honestly i never took a video on that camera up until the time that i got connected with the people with the wedding industry and okay. watching casey nice that yeah. so before that Never taken a video on a camera in my yeah. life. Always been taking photos. Mm. So, but remembering from the first time, looking to do stuff with video on the camera, learn quickly. You know all the video terms and that that yeah. full HD filming. So I thought, okay, that's pretty cool. And, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. So talking about gear, let's talk about your current gear list. Run us through like your pieces of gear what you like about them, what you don't like about them. People can have arguments with us in the comments about it. And uh, yeah, let's hear what you have to say. Okay, so still stuck with Canon. Yeah. At the moment, still running with the Canon 800D crop sensor. Is it an 800? Okay, yeah, cool. it's 800D crop sensor. Um, 
normal kit lens with it got a nifty 50 and i have a 10 to 18 ultra wide angle to, oh yes yes so that's lens. the vlogging lens on and then yes. what's uh before you go on the, that particular that's the 800d what video specs do you have on there so it just does full hd filming up until 59 frames a second or 50 okay. frames a second which is pretty yeah. much yeah well i'll talk about this a little later about how you use your camera to its absolute maximum and it's quite impressive but okay cool carry on what's what else do you have yeah so with that standard little tripod little video tripod yeah um i recently purchased the rode video mic go one that i purchased just plugs into the camera and runs off the battery power from the camera okay um so i haven't really tested it so i can't really say but um excited to see the results from that yeah um bought my first little led light since venues and places are starting to become dark and there are yeah. situations where <laughs> f1.8 can't save you mm. anymore and like you just really need that extra light oh definitely no i can't yeah. at weddings i can't live without my led light <laughs> okay, and then my most important important piece of equipment is my crane from june yes uh, it's the crane v2 now just to give you a little background when i started the idea of going full-time into filmmaking for myself mm -hmm. back then i had a motorcycle which i wasn't using and i yeah. decided to okay well let's sell the motorbike and the money would be enough to at that point in time to get your crane buy a stabilizer and yeah that's probably my most important piece of equipment yeah but now you you upgraded but um what happened there yeah so recently in january of this year of 2020 i bought the June Weeble S. Yes. It's like a smaller compactor but stronger motors. Yeah, I know. It's a, such a nice gimbal. Almost half the price of what I paid for mine originally really? two years ago. Sheesh. So originally I paid 10 grand for mine. Yeah. And this one was six. You're so quite a drop crazy, down. So yeah. I thought, I'll, oh, what an upgrade. Yeah. But there wasn't soft, there's a software issue with the local. Like the batch that batch came through. That came through to the cloppers in George. Because okay. another videographer in George had the exact same issues as me. He swapped okay. it around with a few other ones from cloppers. Still had the same issue. So the issue was, as you turn it on, it's fine. But as soon as you turn left or right, the horizon starts to dip yeah. in a direction. And it takes a while to get back. So now, are you going to still get it? Or have you just decided to leave it for a while? No, so I've returned it now. I've left it for a while. I'll probably wait until the middle of this year. See if you know if firmware and new batches have come out yeah even if a new gimbal has come out even if i have to go over to dji the yeah. is, i mean like at the moment i don't have issues with mine it, it's starting to become old and the motors aren't as strong and they start mm -hmm. to wear out obviously things wear into yeah but i will see within the next six months too okay cool yeah i mean the dji is nice and rugged so that's it's got that going for it and it's super smooth so i mean you can't go wrong and they brought out the sc is it mm, which smaller form factor which will suit you, but you spoke about what you want to upgrade to, so it won't if you upgrade to that other mm, camera. So I'm also trying to future-proof myself. So yeah. with the June Weeble S, you could go up to like three kgs. Which yeah, which is... That doesn't sound like a lot, but in camera setup... Mm, it's quite a bit. <laughs> it's quite a bit, so... Yeah. And uh, anything else you want to share about the, the your, your rig? Was that basically it? That's, that's basically it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, for my audio for at weddings, I use a Zoom H5n. Um, which plugs okay. straight into the yeah. soundboard so I can audio. get the good quality audio. Yeah, so you've literally just... Because, I mean, you, 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 you're starting to make money now on that and you've literally just very carefully, exactly like I did, like 
researched every bit of gear that was the most important and you've prioritized and you've bought it as you've needed it, which is yeah. great. It's like audio is important. At a wedding, you need a stabilizer. And you've, you've now, I'm, I think I'm going off script now, but you, you've, you've kept your camera. Your camera is aging, but you, you like getting incredible results. Like everyone I speak to is like, wow, like how, how much you've improved how incredible your videos are looking now like it's, it's really impressive like you know for me as a gearhead i'm constantly like buy get better gear buy get a better, better gear you know it's like like i'm a bit of a pain like that but um you have stuck with your canon bought mm. other stuff like upgraded your gear but now you have something in your sights what is it so i've recently gotten my hands on the eos r <sighs> Canon, yes. <laughs> Canon EOS R. It's their first sort of flagship full-frame mirrorless camera. Yes. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm kind of... <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah. I have my opinions yeah. on that. So, yes. a friend of mine from Mosul Bay had bought one. And, you know, obviously it came to light through YouTubers like Peter McKinnon and Matt yes. and those people. And I had borrowed the local one from my cloppers yes. in George yeah. and used it... On the job, on a wedding day, because I feel that's the best way to test gear is to physically totally. use it Yeah, that's how I tested it. Just took it on site with yeah. me. Yeah. So, very happy, very impressed with it. Um, I still have to edit that wedding. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And for me, who was using the crop sensor for many years... <laughs> full frame, eh? Full frame. Switching to full frame in that one day made the world of difference to me. My clients probably will not notice a difference. But to me, it would, and for it's sort of just future proof. Yeah, yourself. but it's it's the little like the little Peter. Mc, you mentioned Peter McKinnon. He speaks about this, and I really believe it. I've believed it like my whole life. Is it's those little things, those aesthetics. Mm. Like I think I learned this through songwriting, is and and producing music is those little things that nobody notices are the subconscious things that make a song great or a video great. Like it, it really, yeah. Anyway, so I don't know. It's difficult for me now because I've, I've committed to the Fujifilm system and they don't have full frame. Um, but I really, uh, there's many things I didn't like about the EOS R, but I, I, full frame really is, is nice. So I'm glad you're looking in that direction. I think it's going to blow your mind once you go that way. <laughs> that lens that comes with yeah. those RF lenses, say what you want about the new uh, mirrorless system, the price and what have you, but those lenses are just... That's, what was it? Uh, some 24 to, to, 105. to 105 F4. Just madness. Like it's one of the most beautiful lenses I've ever used. Like really. Anyway. Okay. So what's next on the agenda? I think in that on that note now, because um, like I can praise you all day about how well you've done and how you've improved and how good your videos look, and uh, it inspires me. Like when you post a video, I'm like, sure, but I need to get my ass into gear. You know. <laughs> like um, anyway. So it is very inspirational and uh, motivational and. Um, I think what I want to get from you now is how can you've now built from scratch? What can you say now that can help other guys? And one of the questions I want to ask you is um, what is like in, in terms of your business, in terms of videography, what is your greatest challenge right now? Well, let's talk about a couple of them. Let's, yeah. So, let's go through it. Okay, so obviously the first one to me and that to me, it'll make a difference, but to my clients, it probably won't, yeah. but for me, it will, but, from their side of one uh, is first and foremost the camera so back onto what we said now about upgrading to a full frame yeah so just to give you like a little bit of context in my business the way it's been going the last three years is so i've 
I've started this thing from scratch. Um, yeah. Um, I'm also married, so I have to provide also full time for my family. So yeah. for the first year or two, literally, and I know it's only been three years, but for the first year or two, having making money, setting aside for the work and setting aside for what you need, there wasn't really that balance. Like yeah. as you start up a business, things are cheap and you have to charge a little and you just get mm. your name out there. So for the first year or two, like my business made like no money. Like, I just went straight made, into just supporting <laughs> Literally yeah, went straight into living, support. Petrol, living, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So, which was tough, yeah. but it was necessary because where I am now, I've made more upgrades in the last two months than what I've made in the last three years. Of my well, that, you see, I mean, in all honesty, that's also one of the reasons why I thought let's chat to you because you're obviously making money, you've done something right, and I think... That kind of thing, it can help guys, you know, mm. just, just to hear what you've been up to. And that's, I think that challenge on its own is, is a great lesson because, man, like, dude, I've been there, Rita and I have been there for, <laughs> like, years. Like, we just, like, my salary, um, so I moved from Bloemfontein, I got a job here, and the salary I had just went straight, every month just went straight into a business account. So, like, we, my salary was just feeding her business because we knew her business had a future and um, it was just worth it. And then we would just live off what we could, and the rest went into in, into um, making the business survive. So to, I totally get it. And mm. um, I, sorry, I'm gonna rant a little bit now, but I think like especially a lot of the younger guys, for whatever reason, entitlement, whatever it might be, they don't seem to understand that if you want, and that's I, I agree with. Um, there's a guy named Gary V. You probably mm. watch him. Um, mm. And he speaks about like entrepreneurialism isn't for everyone. And I really agree with that because like some guys I meet and I'm just like, you are not going to survive the challenge that is ahead of you. Like, you know, supporting your family, do, living your dream, but not being able to like enjoy it. You know, like just kind of grafting and like working your ass off for very little anyway. So um, I think, I don't know what people can get out of that, but I just think, I think, Number one, think very hard before you like jump into building your own business mm. because you might, this sounds nasty, but you might not have what it takes. You might not be the sort of person who can suffer like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but the reward is worth it. Yeah. So. so back to what one of my biggest challenges now is Yeah. in terms of finances is probably getting that upgrading in my gear so that I can improve my work so that the business can grow more. Yeah, obviously me as a gearhead, I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited to see you get some fancy gear. Mm. So at the moment, like physically, that's, that's number one thing, sort of keeping one back in growing your business. Yeah. um, Is just spending money on gear. Yeah. Um, Which is, I know people like, your gear, your gear. So for the last two years, I've used what I've had, you know, to get to the point where I can now. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think, what I'm trying to thread through this whole podcast is that you've, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to say it in a nice way, but you've, you've come into this with very little, you know, Mm. like you just Mm. scraped together whatever you had. I I think I enjoy that because I understand the struggle, you know, Mm. like. I've totally been there. So yeah, yeah. like, I know what it's like. And I think, um, it's, it's just inspirational. Like I, th- I think like you just deserve to pat yourself on the back for like sticking it through <laughs> and not, I mean, every time I spoke to you, you never, you never complained. Like mm. I never once heard you go, yes, my, com- my camera's rubbish or like <laughs> I hate my gimbal. You never, you always just said my gear is great. I love my gear. 
Um, and now that you've got the money upgrading, um, you know, it, it's, it's mm. cool. I'm, I'm like glad you, you did that because that's the way to build a business, man. Mm. Yeah? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so basically I do weddings full time. Yeah. So that's like 90 to 95% of what I fall mm. all year long. So into in between that, between like just organizing that, I do enough weddings per year that I'm not overly busy, that my clients still get their work on time, yes. that I have off time as well yeah. to focus on the business and not just edit and shoot and edit and shoot because then it just gets redundant and you can't get anywhere. Yeah. And then to have that stability so that in the week I have freedom to do other things to grow my business in more a corporate sense you know yeah. finding my voice in other things which mm. which luckily in the last what 10 months has been happening and I've had more okay, like cool. corporate jobs and things and they are good gigs eh? I mean are. you can very often make the same amount you make you can it's like the same guy coming past <laughs> you can very often make the same amount at a corporate gig for three hours that you do like for a wedding that takes you all day and then takes you like weeks to edit you know so mm. yeah i know it is good work mm. oh. so i think those are like the, my two main struggles and which are starting to which have been my two main struggles the last two years but are starting to become less mm. and less of a struggle yeah so i'm sort of phasing that in yeah okay cool um cool and then i wanted you to mention um people that have it doesn't have to be filmmaking but people that have inspired you and what are those like key lessons you know whether it's like some cliche that they told you that just stuck with you. What are what are those like inspirations? Whether it's YouTubers, family members, who've played a big role in mentoring you to this point. Mm-hmm. So obviously, a big part is definitely uh, first and foremostly probably my dad, and like because he's a civil engineer, so he's okay. very like you do things like this. And very this methodical. And this and, yeah, mm. everything has an order, and you do it like this and this and this. Yeah, and they've probably he's probably been the guy with the most sort of ambition towards like the thing that I want to do, like understanding, like if you don't want to go study, you don't have to, if you want to follow your passion, do it, we'll help you. And every time, every time as my business has grown and as I do things, he's always been encouraging me. Okay. Yeah. But remember you got to do this and do this, you know, you got to keep the clients happy. You got to work quick. You got to work hard. You got to make sure that you keeping the client happy and all those things. So like, the business side of it and then probably from the other point of view like I know it's a cliche and everyone says it but probably is like Casey Neistat and Peter McKinnon seeing yeah. that Dude, um, average no people I say it all the time it's average like, people yeah. that have made a living out of it mm. they've got nothing special like I think even Peter McKinnon said it once or Maddie that the only difference that they have compared to anyone else doing this is they were noticed you know yeah Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's. Yeah, they 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 are where they are for a reason, and they inspire us all. Like I slam on them online, but like, they're there for a reason, and they inspire all of us. Like, mm. uh, um, I, I just watched. Like it feels like Peter McKinnon's getting back into the groove now that he's back in his office and all that. Mm. And um, he released a video with another YouTuber I really enjoy, Cody Wanner, and. Um, they did this killing your creativity yes and he did some beer (laughs) b-roll some beer roll and it was so inspirational there's just something about that guy that just inspires me every single time i watch a video and i've got no shame in that like i posted on twitter about it like i just think um you know if somebody's worthy of being praised for inspiring 
people like, who cares mm. anyway also like the worst part of starting a business and you can probably relate so like I remember the like the terrible stuff that you had to go through to like get the business so yeah. like in the beginning I would go to local businesses in George like would physically go to them like as yeah. a salesperson asking yeah. them you know if they're interested in video and like <sighs> that for me was the worst you know it's, it's yeah I don't know, it didn't sit nice with me. You know, it no, felt, I struggle with that big it, time. It felt terrible to like have to physically go to people looking for yeah. like looking for work, if I can put it like yeah. that. It was the worst feeling mm. ever. But if I look back now, it was so necessary. Also, I think one of the biggest sort of regrets that I had, or still have, which I can tell other people to not do, and it's like on the same topic that we just spoke about. Yeah. In the beginning... Do the dirty work. Do the stuff that you don't like. Do the bad stuff. Yeah. I wish I did it quicker. Like, I wish I did it sooner yeah. in my career. And I wish I did more of it. Yeah. Um, but you know, if, if that's one thing I can tell you, do the bad work that you don't want to do. Just push through. Do the shoots. Do the free stuff, you know. Yeah. Just get it going. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just get out there and do it, man. Just get going. We all did it. Like, the how... I got my my foot into just making videos for people and I still don't feel like I've quite made a name for myself yet but I'm, I think, think I'm getting there and it was just to do free stuff mm. like I had my social media business and I just said to people uh, can I make a video and then I'll make a video and you know that's how I got and I mean I really sucked in the beginning <laughs> and that's that's how you grow you know yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so maybe, I don't know if we've touched on this now, but what's, what are the mistakes you've made along the way that people can learn from? Hmm. So in the beginning, you sort of have to do as much as you can to you know, get yeah. your feet out there, get growing. But there lies a danger within that to doing too much what you can't handle and then mm. you end up not giving your best in all of your videos and like you're just okay. rushing it off because you told someone you do it and then yeah. now you just have to do it and then mm. that just defeats the purpose. So it's still a bit of a struggle. Like I think the bottom line is, is to say no, when to say no. Mm. Um, especially in the beginning as well, you can like overwork yourself and do a bunch of stuff which is not necessary. Yeah. But yeah, just learn to say no. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think people, especially with wedding videos, because once you get known, the demand gets quite high and it's, there's a very easy rut to get into where you overbook and you actually get into a serious trap um, hmm. of overbooking and um, sometimes undercharging and they're not having enough money and they're not actually knowing if you've actually got enough money and you're losing money, getting money, you don't know because you're in this weird mm. rut of like chasing after getting the work done and doing weddings and doing more weddings so that you can pay for like getting the work done so you can hire editors. It just becomes a vicious cycle. Mm. So you've got to be very careful mm. of that. Yeah. And that's, I think, will be a challenge for you in the future because if the next level, you'll, be, you'll go like this for a year or two and then you're going to be like, okay, maybe I should expand and get some mm. people to work for me. And then it, it gets challenging. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, yeah. just uh, an exciting future too. Mm, no, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Like, like, if I can put it like this, in all the normal corporate jobs that I've had, which I've always just jumped between like six months here, six months there, you know, yeah. like three months here, three months there, just sort of finding what I wanted to do before I... Come, came to realize that I want to do this full time 
and that it was possible is the stress and everything from working like that and not enjoying your work compared to like for no by no means I work like I'm always free. I know it always looks like that, like on social media, you come across like, you know, you're just a chilling. freelancer and like that, mm. that whole free term comes with it. You're just chilling, you know, yeah. going to get coffee here and there. But I promise you the amount of work you have to put in actually behind the scenes. So you'll see me free during the day, but that means the night before I was up late editing. Mm. Exactly. Know? So I sw- yeah. swapped those times. So by all means, this, it's a very tiring and stressful job, like very, very stressful stressful but the joy that i get of get out of doing what i love compared to working of nine to five yeah at a corporate job far outweighs and yeah. far exceeds mm. anything yeah that's cool man uh, quickly speak about that because you said you, you switched those hours out so what what did you do with your schedule yeah so people say oh shame you work every saturday you're working on weddings and like you don't have saturdays like yeah i don't have saturdays but then I'll take a Wednesday or a Tuesday and yeah. I'll spend that with my family. You know, okay. that can be my Saturday. Then yeah. run around, do errands, do the normal things people do on Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and then with my schedule, if I see I'll be away from home for a while, I'll sit a few late nights and edit longer. I try to keep a nine to five as well as mm. I work to sort of keep that family time as well. Yeah, in the evenings. In the evenings yeah. as well. But every now and then when I know I won't be able to edit or I'll be away for a day or two, then mm. I try and work a little bit more over time so that when that time comes, I know I'm not stressing about work that has to be done. I know yeah. it's all at least on time. Mm. Um, yeah, so before we finish, um, just I just want to say to everyone listening, like, just go check out Jason's uh, YouTube channel. It's just Jason Maggot Photography eh? or Videography. Jason Maggot Videography. Um, and go through his channel and see how he's progressed. And bear in mind the the equipment he's had, a lot of these YouTubers you watch have just got the best of the best. And his stuff is comparative to that stuff. And, you know, like if you if you compare your gear to, I don't know, one of these wedding videographers that, that I see on, on YouTube, like they've got three GH5s. They've got like like two Ronin S's. They've, they've got all the gear. They've got like a fl- flipping huge yeah. drone and they've got all these things. And... Like I really, I, I re- like especially lately, just been seeing your videos come out, and I'm like, I'm like amazed. We, I think we should actually do a tutorial one day and, and to teach people how you extend your frame rates and stuff. That little yeah, trick yeah, you taught me the one day, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just really impressive. I feel like this podcast is mostly me just saying how well you've done, but so that's kind of what I didn't want to do. <laughs> just like I am very impressed with with how you've progressed and and all that. Um, yeah, and it it inspires me and it, it pushes me because I'm like, sure, I also need to get better, you know. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's good, like that that positive competition, you know. Like, mm. oh, I also got to come on. Jason's mm. improving. I need to improve, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I also so. think like in the beginning when I thought of starting like corporate stuff as well, mm. that's probably when I came across most of your stuff and I thought, oh, look, there's someone in George doing what I also want to do. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I know weddings are my full time, but I also want to do. Yeah. Things. And that's why I came across your things and see how, how like, how often you post things. And I was like, well, I mean, if he's doing it, like, I can probably do it as well. Yeah. So that's also, you know, helped me a lot just to. Yeah. And you, you talk about free. I mean, you connected me with um, that coffee shop 
um, with Vessel. Mm. Remember, you connected me with there. And then we had a meeting, and I made an Instagram story, like, a, like I just quickly did it with my camera. And it actually turned out really nice. And then Vessel saw that, and it was almost like confirmation for him. He was like, oh, this guy actually is good. I think Jason's onto something. And then I got a huge account out of that. Mm. I don't know if you know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I do the social yeah. media of media for a bunch of businesses because of that point of contact. So, okay. f- like free video, like that's how, <laughs> how, how I was doing yeah. it. Like yeah. I would go to yeah. one of my clients, I would just make a video while I was there, just put it on their profile, put it on my profile, and um, that's how it started. I'm st- I still, like I say, I'm, I don't feel like I'm quite there yet. Mm. Like I still yeah, need yeah. to, I, I want to grow in that area a lot mm. more. Um, because I want to be the opposite to you. I want to be mostly corporate and a little bit of wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. And it's yeah. it's amazing. Like I only understood that when I started this business of how much worth something free can be. Yeah. So like I remember. Okay, so for example, with weddings, I remember good friends of mine. They got married. Um, they didn't have a big budget. I thought, you know, let me help them out. Do like a little highlights thing for them. Yes. And from that free wedding i booked a few weddings you know so yeah you see in essence that free thing turned into yeah which is great future clients and the same with the corporate things that you mentioned as i started to get in with it i started to do free videos of corporate things that i haven't done before just to try it and from there on also i've booked a few clients here and there you know yeah and the important thing is i i really feel this is important for most people like a lot of people disagree with the free work thing, but I firmly agree with it. But it needs to be with a purpose and you need to be very careful how you pro- progress with that. You need yeah. to like, like immediately springboard from that to pay jobs and work towards getting paid what you're worth. Because mm. mm. if you stay in that cycle of being cheap, 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 it's, I just don't think it's good for the industry for, or, yeah. and for yourself. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's just... Um, like I'm, I'm challenging myself with that now yeah. because I'm undercharging in a lot of areas, and it's mostly just insecurity. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. I'm like, oh, but there's other guys being cheap in the community. Maybe I should just. And then, you know, then then I have a client saying to me, "Yes, but I want to use you." And then I'm like, "Oh, maybe I should believe in myself a little bit more." You know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh. Cool, bro. Anything else you want to share? No, I think that's it. If you're someone interested in doing this, just start. That's, yeah. that's literally the most difficult point is starting. Jackie speaking to you. <laughs> it's literally just start. Don't wait for the right things to fall in place. Just start. You'll figure it out as you go. Totally agree. It's, yeah. yeah, just just start. That's all I can say. Thanks so much for listening. That was Jason Maggot, a local videographer, um, just really inspired by how he's grown and how he's used his gear to its absolute maximum. Um, if you are inspired by this, please go check out his channel. It's just Jason Maggots, M-A-G-G-O-T-T, Jason Maggots um, Videography on YouTube. Um, he's also on Instagram and, and Facebook, so go check him out. Thanks so much for listening. See you in the next one.